0: It is just, it is so, so damn hot. And there is a fly flying around and it won't die. God, I hate flies so much. Hi there. My name's Winita, and you're listening to Addicted to Chaos. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. I really do miss this. This is like my therapy. I don't, I know why I stopped and I'm going to get into that in a little bit, but right now I'm just asking myself, why did I stop? Oh my God. Hey, how have you all been? I miss everyone who used to listen to my podcast. I used to get actually some really good feedback from it. I love podcasting. I love talking in general. I just think it's so therapeutic for myself anyway. And I love to discuss lots of different topics and uh, provide my opinion on things because that's who I am. I am an opinionated Zelenian and proud of it so we're redoing we're restarting this podcast I'm gonna leave up all of last year's episodes and we're just gonna call that trial run one (laughs) I reckon I would really like to stick with podcasting this year it is one of my resolutions and I do want to get into my resolutions later on as well but I really do miss this. So hi, everyone. I'm back. My name's Winita. I'm 24 years old now. Yes, I had a birthday last year in October. No longer 23. I'm 24 years old. And yeah, just heading into 2024. I'm never going to forget how old I am because I just have to know what year it is to know how old I am. How good is that? First and foremost, for those of you listening, I am also starting this on YouTube. I'm making this a video podcast. It's literally nothing special. I'm just here sitting on my bed with a microphone in my hand talking to you as I would normally, except I'm also recording it and putting it on YouTube because it's just another site where I can get exposure and uh, apparently I can connect my RSS feed to my YouTube somehow. I don't know, it came with my RSS feed, I thought I'd try it out. We're experimenting guys, we're experimenting. So hey, how you all been? I am so happy to be talking to you all again. Um, In today's episode I just want to do a huge 2023 recap and talk about my resolutions slash goals for 2024. I to be honest I'm in a real slump at the moment I'm feeling fairly depressed Uh, I've gone through quite a lot recently and I'm just kind of feeling really empty at the moment I know that it's mainly due to my lack of not having a job at the moment so bear with me if I do seem maybe a little down but we're going to get through it I know this is just a period in time and I know know we're going to come out the other end all good but at the moment just a little bit sad but you know what even just starting this podcast episode right now is making me feel a whole lot better so thank you for joining me Let's talk about 2023. 2023, I started the year still in my previous job where I was doing uh, sales and marketing for a company, a small company. And you know what? I was actually doing really well, maybe too well. Um, I don't think I'm a miracle worker of any kind. However, this was a very small company that had not had marketing before. And I just happened to to be an overachiever and I applied everything that I had learned in uni because I minored in marketing in my university degree. I just applied everything that I knew there to my job and the company really seemed to take off. They went into a different bracket so they were no longer a small business but they were now a medium business. And it wasn't until later I found out that they actually didn't want to grow much more than what I had already in those first six months that I had been there. So the reason I've started talking about my previous job is because this is kind of where it all started. I absolutely loved my job. I'm so grateful that I was given the opportunity to perform that role. I absolutely adored the people that I worked with. I loved my work, but unfortunately, the more and more I seemed to contribute to this company the more I was pushed back but I have this tendency to grab the ball by the horns and just run with it and that's exactly what I did in this job as well and I was performing really really well to the point where it kind of became overwhelming for the company and they couldn't quite keep up with all of the work that I was bringing in and therefore I had to very quickly slow down and pace myself and relax in my job and that's not something I'm very good at doing as soon as I'm told to relax or slow down I get so bored my brain becomes unstimulated and I ultimately become unhappy around the same time this was when interest rates were really going up I was still living in my apartment Uh, I'm not anymore for reference back at my mum's place but at the time I was living in my apartment and interest rates were rising and so therefore every two weeks or so it was happening like twice a month interest rates were going up and I was having to pay more and more each fortnight for my mortgage and I became really financially stressed. So because I was doing really really well in my job and also because I was going through financial stress I thought it was really valid to ask my employers for a pay rise. This probably didn't go down the best it could have. I probably could have made some changes to make it go on a bit smoothly and they could have definitely made some changes to make it go on a bit smoothly but it this whole process just left a really bad taste in everybody's mouth and so not only was I then financially stressed, they did give me a small pay rise but there was also just this stress of now the fact that there was this bad taste in um, mine and my boss's mouths at work, if that makes sense. I really don't want to let on too much because they honestly are a great bunch of people and I am very grateful to have had worked for them. Anyway, because of all of the stress that I was going through, my body did not respond well. I developed stress-induced gingivitis, my gum started to recede and bleed, and this was one of the first signs uh, of things going wrong. Uh, first, it was more kind of just mental health related. I was feeling like mentally really exhausted and drained and overwhelmed with everything in my life. And this stress and circumstantial depression just triggered a physical bad reaction in my body. So I developed stress-induced gingivitis and I didn't know what was going on and that was a horrible thing because it was only a few years ago that I spent $10,000 on Invisalign fixing my teeth because I had a crossbite and I found it really painful to chew. So I ended up fixing my teeth and so because all of this was happening with my teeth, I got really stressed out and I was like, oh no, like I've already spent $10,000 on my teeth. That's a lot of bloody money. Like what is going on now? So, because I developed that because of this stress, that caused me more stress, which just added to it. So, on top of the gingivitis, my skin started to break out in rashes and acne. Um, I constantly had UTIs and thrush, I know TMI, but look, it happened. My hair started to fall out, and then one of the last symptoms. Of stress that started to happen was my rheumatoid arthritis started to flare. For those of you who don't know me personally, or for those of you who don't follow me on social media and have found out that way, I have an autoimmune disease called rheumatoid arthritis. It is absolutely horrific, and I do not wish it upon my worst enemy. Uh, It can be bearable and be made livable with medication and sufficient diet and exercise, but with all of the stress that my body had bottled up and all of the other things that were going wrong physically and mentally, just everything to do with my body, my RA decided to flare and it flared Like crazy. It had fled like it had never fled before. I have rheumatoid arthritis as far as I know in my knees, my elbows and my hands. My hands are the least of my worries. They really don't cause me too much concern apart from the fact that I find it really hard to grip certain things like it's really quite painful. Um, to grip certain things or to like give someone a shoulder massage or to hold something for a long period of time or to hold heavy things. So for example, whenever I'm at the gym and I'm lifting weights, I will always use straps because my hands just cannot hold whatever I'm trying to lift. My knees and my elbows, however, they are the absolute worst. I know that I'm probably definitely going to have to have both elbows and both knees um, replaced one day when I'm older. Hopefully, you know, later rather than sooner I'd love to do an entire episode on rheumatoid arthritis so I'm just going to skim over the briefs but basically what happened this year was my knees and my joints inflamed again uh, both feeling inflamed and looking inflamed there can be a difference sometimes you can feel it you can't see it sometimes you can see it but you can't feel it anyway they looked fat and they felt so painful and with some adjustments to my medication some of the swelling went away and then it just became my right knee and my left elbow that became the problem But they continue to flare and I have tried so much medication this year, guys. It has been an absolute nightmare. This medication sucks. Basically, because I had started on all this new medication for my rheumatoid arthritis to try and get that at bay, the medication for RA isn't the nicest on your mental health either. Uh, So therefore, it just further sent me into, I guess, a deeper depression. So I think you can already start to see how there is a snowball effect Uh, of just bad things happening and my stress just causing more stress and more bad things to happen and then because more bad things happen more stress happens. So it started with uh, my job and my financial stress and then that led to my bad things happening with my body which led to more stress which led to taking more medication to keep my RA at bay which led to even worse mental health. So now because I was at this even worse mental health stage, I started to eat my feelings. So this is when I started to put on a bit of weight. For reference, in 2023, I put on about 12 kilos. I was sitting at around 54, 56 kilos. I'm now at 66 kilos. So uh, my goal, one of my goals for 2024 is to to lose that, but I'll get into that a bit later. So not only was I eating my feelings, but because I was pretty much immobile at this point, um, if you suffer with arthritis yourself or if you know someone who suffers with arthritis, um, you likely know just how debilitating... Uh, the disease is it's absolutely horrific and sometimes it's hard even just to roll over in bed it's an absolute nightmare so not only was I eating my feelings and putting on weight that way I had also stopped exercising altogether because as I said it was even hard to roll over in bed so I'd stopped exercising and the weight just kind of came on instantly so it was around February when uh all of this started to happen and it was around March when uh It hit one of its peaks and this is when I stopped... Uh, recording my podcast episodes, which in hindsight is probably something I shouldn't have done because I do see podcasting as a type of therapy. It's a way to express how I'm feeling in words. And while I'm talking, I'm also reflecting on what's happened. And in my opinion, therapy is just really, really great reflection. And I think podcasting for me is a really great reflection technique. And therefore, that's why I think it's therapy or a great form of therapy anyway. There are lots of different types of therapy but I was just in such a bad mental health space. And I have this issue with when I'm going through something, I like to bottle it up and I don't like to tell people about it um, because I don't want to burden them with my problems. I don't see the point in that. And so I was just in such a bad headspace that I couldn't even put it on for my podcast anymore. So I stopped. And though I regret it, I mean, I don't like to have many regrets. I do kind of regret it. But that is why I stopped my podcast all of a sudden. I know. When uh, some of my listeners started to reach out to me, um, not only friends and family, but also I had a few other people that listened who um, I didn't know who they were. Uh, When people started to reach out and ask me why I had stopped, I felt like I had let people down and that put me in an even worse mental health space. I'm not blaming anybody. This is all on me. I'm just letting you guys know where I was kind of coming from and so then because I had stopped and I was getting all these questions. I knew that if I was to restart my podcast again, I couldn't just restart and start talking about random stuff again. Um, People would want to know kind of what happened to me and why I stopped and they'd want me to talk about that. So I or maybe they didn't. I don't know. But that's kind of what I thought in my head. So that's why I didn't start again, because the hardest thing was to start again. So I'm really glad that I'm starting again now because now that I'm getting this starting bit out of the way, I know that I can continue and be fluid with it. Hopefully. We'll see. I am chaotic after all. So February was when all of this started and it was around May uh, where my stress and depression and anxiety, everything just kind of hit the fan and peaked. It was at around this point that I realized that I was no longer happy in my job and I have always wanted to try traveling in a van and I'd always wanted to get my bunion surgery and I just wasn't happy and so I did something that I had never done before and without planning, It was really impulsive, which is like me, but uh, with something like this, it's very out of the ordinary for myself. But I just dropped an entire bomb on my life and just, you know, within a week decided I'm not happy. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to get bunion surgery and I'm going to deck out a van and go traveling. (laughs) That's exactly what I did. I have been wanting bunion surgery since I was 18 years old. My bunions have always caused me such strife. Um, for those of you who don't know what bunions are, it's this bone in your feet. You can Google it. It's nasty. I've had it my whole life. It was passed down to me through my grandpa. And because I've been a dancer my whole life, it hasn't improved the condition whatsoever. I've been wearing orthotics since I was like 12 um, and grandma shoes with that as well. You'd rarely find me in thongs. And I didn't own a pair of sandals because my feet never fit in sandals because of my bunions. So I was always in, you know, the comfiest sneak and um, all the shoes I owned were fairly expensive because they had to accommodate for my bunions I could do an entire episode on my bunions I might even put an episode up on my YouTube about my bunion surgery because it's not every day that you know a girl in her 20s gets bunion surgery that's more for you know someone in their 60s or 70s I'm guys I've got arthritis and I had bunions I'm you know pretty much an 80 year old already I always made excuses not to have my bunion surgery. I always said, oh, well, you know, like work would never let me take that time off or work would never be flexible. And usually I was right when it came to that as well. Uh, Or it would be I just started dating someone and I didn't want to have to do the recovery or we'd just be entering summer and I didn't want to take off the summer period recovering. And I just always made excuses not to get my bunion surgery done because I knew that the recovery time was a long time. Process, but you know, with my mental health where it was and me not being happy, I just kind of went fuck it. So I quit my job. Um, I'd previously gone and seen my specialist. I booked it in with him. I've got private health, so I was able to get in really quickly. Um, I had my bunion surgery. I moved back into my mum's house, and I started to rent out my apartment. Which actually, that probably came at a really good time because I was in so much financial stress. It was really great to have my tenants take over my mortgage and I just kind of had to keep up with the excess on top of that and my strata fees but that's okay because I've got savings which can cover that in the meantime before I get another job and my apartment also had mold which had recently been cut out and I think it's only now that the walls are actually getting fixed my poor tenants have gone I think five or six months now with no carpet in any of the bedrooms and like big holes in one of the bedrooms like in the walls So I really do feel for them. It shouldn't have taken this long, but you know, what are you going to do? Strata is absolutely useless. My Strata in particular, the most incompetent people I've ever met. Wow, I could just do a whole episode rambling on about how just completely incompetent they are. And, you know, insurance companies are going to be insurance companies, pain in the neck, and they're not going to want to help either. So my property manager has been absolutely fantastic. She is wonderful and she has just been such a help during this process because I am just A young girl who bought her first property and does not know what the hell she's doing with it. So that kind of actually all came at a good time. So I moved back into mum's place. I started to rent out my apartment. I had quit my job. I had booked in my surgery. So I had my surgery and I thought it was going to be a really good time because I thought while I'm recovering from my bunion surgery I can also be fixing my rheumatoid flare because that still hadn't fixed itself. My right knee was still a giant balloon and I still couldn't touch my left shoulder because my left elbow was being a pain in the neck. I thought everything was kind of, you know, lining up Juanita and to a degree it kind of was. 2023 wasn't all bad. I did have my peaks, my happiness peaks, but there were also big 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 ass valleys. I know I said that three times. I didn't mean to, but look, it came out and I agree with it. Big, big, big valleys of just depression and sadness. After my bunion surgery, um see, I was fully prepared for the physical recovery of bunion surgery. I knew that my feet were going to be in pain. I knew that I was going to have to learn to my walk again. I knew that I couldn't go on walks for a long time. Like, I knew and was prepared for the physical healing of it all. However, I was not prepared for the mental challenge it was going to be. I The thing is, and I don't know why I was so surprised, I know myself. I am a very busy person. I like to be mentally stimulated i like to keep lists have structure have purpose and i need to constantly be doing something to remain sane bottom line and that is why i'm addicted to chaos that is why i start these random things that i do all these hobbies and i end up half assing things because i just i'm so excited to get onto the next thing i swear i've got adhd i'm self diagnosed adhd come at come for me i don't fucking care That's what I reckon I've got. So many people in my life have told me that they think I have it. Even people that I've never met and they've met me and they say, yep, not there's something different about you. See, and now I don't even know where my head went and, you know, how to get back there. (laughs) But yes, the mental challenge through the recovery process was the biggest issue I found. I was bored. I started watching all these educational things on Netflix. I started... This is where I kind of found my love for reading. I really, I didn't even start reading until really like after my bunion surgery. And in 2023, I probably read around or just over 20 books, read slash listened to. I was addicted. I just, I had this thirst for knowledge because my brain was so unstimulated that I needed something to occupy it and so I just like delve into this (laughs) and my poor family every every waking moment that they are around me they had to listen to me educating them on something new every week (laughs) which is actually quite funny but I feel for them they I love them so much anyway those two hard months of recovery were really really difficult but I did come out the other end and while I was still in my moon shoes I was like right you know, I really want to get a van. Oh, actually, that's I got to talk. So every kind of everything kind of overlapped. Everything in my life usually does. Nothing's ever consecutive. Everything always overlaps. And that's why it is so chaotic. So... Before I even quit my job, I bought a van, but I bought it privately off of these dodgy people, and I didn't get it checked. It was my fault. I've spoken about this on my TikTok before, but so basically, I bought this van privately off these dodgy people for ten and a half grand, and I spent four and a half grand on it. So, um, like, I took it, I got it serviced. They said that it was all okay apart from this, this, and this. So I had to get this, this, and this fixed. I got Apple CarPlay put in it. I reversed. Uh, camera, uh, da- rear and front dash cams. I got all that put in it. So I bought it for 10 and a half, spent four and a half on it. Um, however, then it started to leak oil, um, but apparently it had already been leaking oil, but the people who serviced it didn't pick up on it anyway. So I took it back and they said, oh yes, it's going to cost another $7,000 to fix. And I was furious one at the people who had sold me this van, which was absolutely shit, but also now furious at the people who had serviced my van and not picked up on this sooner, which was frustrating. But they said that it's not something that they check and there's nothing that I can do about it. So anyway, I am not the dishonest type and I was not about to lie. So, and I didn't want to spend another seven grand on this van and I just... It would have been fine if I was probably using it just as like a workhorse around the city, but because I wanted to deck it out as a camper van and travel in it, I wanted something that was going to be reliable. So I ended up selling that van for seven thousand dollars. So I lost about seven grand on that van, ish. So I lost about seven thousand dollars on that van, which is absolutely gutting. But I'm trying to be as over it as I can right now. I think I've pretty well gotten over it. I've uh, I've had my anger. I've had my sadness. I've had my you know, financial stress all over again. But it is what it is. So it was only a week before my actual bunion surgery that I ended up buying another van. I bought it from a dealership. I decided to spend more money on it because dealerships don't sell you shitty vans and they don't sell you cheap vans. So I bought a van for uh, just over 20 grand and I spent the next couple months decking that one out, converting it into a camper van. So the challenge of converting a van into a camper van was a welcome stimuli that my brain severely needed and even though I was still in my moon shoes, I was able to get started on it, just working slowly on it. If you guys want to see my process, I have posted that on TikTok and YouTube. I believe it was the beginning of November when I had finally finished decking out my van and i left for my travels my plan was to go and see my friend in sydney um and then to travel up the east coast and i wanted to make it all the way up to the daintree rainforest in queensland um, however, that that did not happen, no. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, none of the medication for my arthritis was working and I was still dealing with flares. So in hindsight, I really should not have set out on my travels until I had got that under control because ultimately that was one of the decisions as to why I ended up coming back home from traveling. But I don't regret going traveling. It was a learning curve and it was a challenge and I've learned a lot. What I did was I left from Adelaide. I traveled through, across through Renmark and through Mildura. I went to Canberra to visit some family for a couple of days and then I drove up to Dubbo to see my friend and stay with her family for a little bit and then we it over to Sydney and I stayed with her for a couple more nights. Um, I then left on my own and the weather just happened to be really, really bad that week and I ended up having quite a few mental breakdowns because I decked out a Hyundai load. You cannot stand up in a Hyundai load and I had really packed that thing full of stuff. I wanted as much room for like storage and stuff in there as I could that I barely left enough room for myself to sleep in there at night time. So I couldn't even sit up on my bed um So there was just little room to move around in. So when it's completely pouring outside, as the East Coast, you know, weather does a lot of the time, I was just trapped inside my van like a caged animal or I was trapped inside shopping centers. And realistically, that's not why I wanted to go traveling. I wanted to go traveling to see the outside world and to explore places. And I couldn't very well do that when it was thunderstorming and dangerous to be outside. So I ended up crawling back to my friend's place in Sydney and staying with her for a few more nights and I was so grateful to have had her home for refuge while I was going through this really tough time. And then uh, after that, I did try doing uh, the solo traveling thing again and I made it all the way just past Newcastle to a town called Foster before I just was on the verge of a mental breakdown and that's when I decided to come home. Um, It wasn't... An easy decision to make at all. I was really determined to uh, be a solo traveler and to be a content creator but there was a few reasons why I came home and I'll explain them now. My first reason for coming home was because I was lonely as all hell. Van life is so glamorized online and it is very very difficult to find a video of someone talking about the downside to van life. I have seen a couple videos, but it's more or less people just being like, oh, it sucks when, you know, your gas runs out, or oh, it sucks when, you know, your awning gets a hole in it. But no one talks about the challenges, the, the mental challenges Of solo traveling and being isolated. I literally felt like I was in that movie Castaway and I needed a Wilson. Like it was not okay. I am very much an extrovert. I need people to stay stimulated and to keep entertained and motivated and happy and I don't know why I thought solo traveling was gonna do it for me. I think because in recent years I've definitely learned to love spending time with myself because it's not something that I ever used to do. However, spending all of your time with yourself is something completely different and I now realize it's something that I never want to ever do again and if I ever got stuck on an island by myself I'm definitely gonna off myself because I'm not dealing with that. (laughs) The second biggest reason why I came home was the boredom. So When you don't have a job and when you're traveling, there is a lot of time spent driving, which is fine because I was listening to books and to podcasts while I was driving. But when you're not driving, you're either doing an activity like hiking or swimming, but all of these things you're still doing alone or you're listening to a book or you're listening to the outdoors. But then when you're not doing these activities, what are you doing? You're cooking, you're doing mundane things, you're sitting there blinking. I was out of my mind, bloody bored. And I couldn't take it anymore. I was actually going insane. And it was during these travels that I realised just how easily it would be for me to actually go insane. I need people. I think that's why I've always really liked cities because I don't necessarily need to be connecting with people all the time. But I would really like the option to be able to connect with people as much as I can. And I think that's why I am a city gal and not a country gal because the country is too quiet and has too few people. And I need people... I'm definitely a people person. So apart from the loneliness and the boredom, and missing my friends and my family, especially as Christmas time was approaching. My arthritis still hadn't settled and I was in a lot of pain. And living in a tiny van was just not doing it for me anymore. And then my final reason for coming home was that just, shit just kept going wrong. Look, I'm not a good cook. I had issues with my electronic stove, which didn't end up working. And I had to get an induction cooktop. That ended up working fine. And you know what? After getting my awning, I probably could have made it work. But... The loneliness and boredom and the pain of my arthritis just trumped sticking it out and I decided that I didn't enjoy this anymore. I missed having a job and I needed to come home to recalibrate. It's funny, when you have a full-time job, you feel like you don't have enough time for anything and you just wish that you could have so much more time to do the things that you love. But I also found that on the flip side of that, not having a job and having all of the freedom in the world left me with absolutely no motivation to do anything and left me in a worse health, worse mental health space than I would have been on the flip side of that. I mean, we've all got choices and uh, I definitely think that going forward, my choice is going to always be to have a job. Um, the only thing I'm really worried about now is when I retire. Like, am I going to flip out like I am now, not having a job? Because this really sucks. Like I'm going to have to find a really damn good hobby or I might even end up volunteering, but that's okay. Retirement is a long, long way away. Maybe by then my brain will be way too exhausted to think as much as it does now. And uh, hopefully I can get on some really good drugs that kind of put my mind at ease and I don't need to be constantly stimulated like I do now. So that leads me to today. I ended up coming back home, uh, moving back in with my mum. my apartment's still being rented out. Um, I've cleaned up my van and I've now got it listed. So if anybody is interested in buying a converted camper van, uh, let me know. I would really like to sell it before I end up moving. Uh, That's another thing. I will be moving. I have been applying for lots of jobs around marketing, branding, events uh, up at the Gold Coast. From traveling, I definitely learned that I do want to go on little small travel trips a lot more and that I do want to live in a warmer climate and I do really want um, a career. I know that that's something that I've always wanted, but I kind of threw caution to the wind last year and thought I didn't. And now I realize I do. I really want my career again. So uh, I will be moving, uh, hopefully, to the Gold Coast if I can get a job there. Uh, I might even look at Brisbane as well. But at the moment, I am just uh, plodding along, still bored, still feeling really empty and having lack of purpose. So I thought, well, what a great time to get back into my podcast. Uh, It'll give me something to do. And it also is a form of therapy like I was saying. I've also gotten back into making YouTube videos because again it's another something to do to pass the time. Uh, Otherwise I'm literally just sat on my bed either listening to or reading a book and even after some time of doing that it does get boring. It's been really amazing to see my friends again, those who I have seen since I've come back. I haven't been able to catch up with everybody just yet because it has been Christmas and New Year and it was also amazing to see my family over Christmas I was getting quite sad knowing that I wasn't going to be here for Christmas while I was on the road so I'm really happy that I ended up coming back for Christmas and spending time with them that was really great and new year I went away with some friends so that was uh, a bit of fun too so to finish this week's episode uh, I just want to list my new year's resolutions slash goals Uh, for the new year. Maybe you have similar resolutions or maybe this might prompt you to make some resolutions or to add some resolutions to your list. Uh, I don't necessarily think that resolutions is the right word. It's more or less just goals or things that I'm manifesting. Um, I've also just bought this diary. It's just a mini pocket diary and I've labeled it Winita's brain because I just needed something to write down my thoughts in and organize myself because I'm just going stir crazy here at the moment. So, these are my goals, slash, resolutions, slash, just things I want to manifest and bring into my life in 2024. So, I've got here a, a goals list, and then I've also got a to do list. So, I'm just going to read them for you, just a little bit of fun. So, first things first on my 2024 goals list is to fix my rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, I have actually just gotten onto a new medication that I am trialing and I am on a shit ton of oral steroids at the moment. I've also had my knee drained and a steroid injection in that and my elbow and so things are actually starting to look up. My knees are starting to look normal again and I can actually touch my shoulder which is fantastic and rolling over in bed doesn't hurt anymore so we're on to a good start. I'm hoping it's not just the steroids and that it's actually this new medication that's working but we'll see. I'm determined to fix this. I refuse to be in pain. Next on my goals list is to lose the fat that I put on and to build the best body I've ever had. Uh, I—that's this is—I know this is something that everybody puts on their bloody resolutions list/goals list every year. It's, you lose weight, look good, blah blah blah. But I am seriously—I'm holding myself accountable this year. I don't fit in any of my clothes anymore. It's stressing me out. And if I'm going to start another job, I need to fit back into my fucking pants, guys. Like. I refuse to buy more clothing like it's all well and good flowy dresses and all that crap and you know sweatpants and sitting around the house but what about when I go back out into the world I need clothes I don't even fit in my denim shorts anymore so we're going to do something about that I want to look good I also refuse to look worse than people I don't like so there you go that's my motivation I'm using that as my hate fire (laughs) my third goal is to get back into dance so because I will be moving to the east coast there are quite a few schools up there that just do regular dance workshops. I don't know if I necessarily want to join a school and do the performances and concerts and that kind of a thing. Um, I think I more or less just want to do it for physical activity uh, and for the dopamine release. I absolutely love dance and I miss it so much, so I definitely want to get back into that more. My next goal is to go exploring more. I realized last year that I really liked going away with my friends and that's definitely something that I want to do more of. I know that I don't want to travel indefinitely and I don't want to uh, go on trips longer than maybe three nights, but I definitely want to go and see more places, camp more. I used to go camping all the time as a kid and I really, really miss it. So I really want to get back into that, get back down to my roots. Uh, not only as uh, myself, but also as a human as well. I really want to start a proper career that I'm going to enjoy and progress in this year. Uh, You could argue that I've already started doing that. I was a retail manager and that is a career for some people. And then I did do sales and marketing for a company and that is a career for other people as well. However, I would really like something where I can progress in, uh, progressively learn in, progressively increase in income especially with the cost of living these days and always rising and just yeah progress with uh, my knowledge and connections and I just love working hard and seeing results pay off and I would really like to find a career where I can progress and maintain a relatively steady level of happiness in my life uh, when it comes to work and just in general as well anyway. This year I also want to make some amazing new friends where I move so if that means the Gold Coast I would really love to meet some amazing people up there and find friends with the same interests and maybe goals that I have as well. I want to continue with YouTube and with my podcast because this type of content creation makes me happy. I want to do it because it makes me happy not because it might make me money but I have this habit of turning my hobbies into mini income streams and that's when I become really frustrated and irritated with them and that's when I quit. So I want to continue doing YouTube and podcasting and get it through my thick head that I'm doing this because it makes me happy because it does it really does it makes me so happy and not because it might make me money because if it does make me money one day great if it doesn't I really don't care that is not the objective I would like a career in marketing and I want to make videos because it makes me happy (laughs) I want to date more in 2024 I say more like I've done it before. I've only ever had one relationship which was two and a half years long and that was fantastic. I'm still friends with him today. He's a great guy but ultimately it didn't work out. But I would like to date more. I've never really gone on dates. I've never really done the whole dating thing. Um, That relationship I just kind of fell into. I wasn't looking for it. Um, And I'm not necessarily looking for a relationship now. I mean, I guess it would be nice to find someone because ultimately I do want the whole family thing one day. But in order to get there and in order to know what I want, I think I do need to make myself open to dating and, you know, actually take up people on their offers when they ask me out to dinner and things like that, because that's always kind of made me cringe and I really need to look at things differently, I think. This next one's a little saucy, but it's, uh, I want to do a nude photo shoot this year. Look, it might not happen this year, but if I can lose the fat that I put on last year and tone my body down to um, a size where I'm happy with, then I would love to do a nude photo shoot. I've always wanted to do one of these. Um, It's not, I'm, I'm not lacking confidence in doing it. I could get up and go and do one right now. I'll book it in right now, but it's more or less just... I want to look my best for the photo shoot. I've got this issue with perfection. I've actually got a tattoo on my wrist that says perfection crossed out with progress underneath it. And I'm even considering crossing that out and just writing happiness because ultimately that's all I really want to be. But the reason I haven't booked a photo shoot is because I've never been happy with the way that my body looks. Um, A few years ago I was really happy with my body but my hair wasn't long enough because I was 18 when I shaved my head and my hair still wasn't at the length that I wanted it to be. My hair's probably at the length I'd like it to be in the photo shoot now but I'm you know 12 kilograms heavier than I was last year and I'm not happy with my body being photographed as it is right now. So if I can get my body to an aesthetic that I like I would really like to do a nude photo shoot. I'm super excited I want it to be a tasteful photo shoot nothing super pornographic or anything like that Um, more or less just something really tasteful that I can hang up in my home one day and be proud of and as I age I can look back at it and be like wow like I was that hot one day like you know I just think it's a really nice keepsake in a way like if I'm 80 and I'm still with my husband I can be like babe you remember when I looked like that (laughs) my last goal on here is just to be happy and not perfect. Uh, as I said, I've got a problem with perfection and I really need to relax from that. Um, I think I've really done a good job in this last year um, kind of throwing that to the wind and not being so perfect. Um, and in a way, I've almost gone the complete opposite direction. But um, ultimately, I just want to be happy. Um, and so that's what I'm going to work towards. And then I've just got at the bottom here, um, you can do it. <laughs> just a little motivation for myself. And then I've just got a little to-do list here. So so things that I'm just going to like work on day-to-day doing is uh, drinking two litres of water every day. Um, I pretty much had that down uh, last year. Uh, I did drink a lot of water. I'm actually pretty good with that. I've got one of those Frank Green two-litre drink bottles and they are absolutely fantastic because you fill that up and you know exactly how much you've drunk and as long as you drink the whole thing every day, then you've had your two litres and it's fantastic. I also want to eat more vegetables and if I'm feeling hungry, just to eat vegetables because... I have a tendency to uh, snack on things like peanut butter and chocolate. And we're not doing that this year. We're, we're cutting out sugar this year. We're not, not cutting out sugar completely. God, I'm, I'm not that uh, disciplined or naive. Goodness. But uh, yeah, no, I really want to uh, eat better. So if I'm feeling hungry, I'm going to eat vegetables because I should definitely incorporate more of them into my diet. Um, I've said here chocolate is a once a week thing. You have discipline. So I'm just further reminding myself that I have discipline. And I, it is a choice that I choose not to eat chocolate every day. Uh, I often just say to myself, oh, I'm just not feeling good. This is going to make me happy. But I'm sick of that. I'm sick of small little highs. I would rather not eat chocolate and work towards a body that I love. And uh, that will bring me more happiness than eat chocolate. Number four is if you're feeling meh, go for a walk. Uh, if you're feeling meh, any kind of physical activity usually does help. And now that my body is mobile again, for the most part... Uh, I can go for a walk so every time I feel met, I'm just gonna go for a walk even if it's really fucking hot outside like it was the other day I'm gonna go for a walk um and number five the last one is get out in the sun more because the sun has vitamin d and other benefits and yeah it's proven to make you happier and more tan which ultimately makes you happier as well so those are my five things to do kind of every day. And uh, yeah, that is all of my goals slash to-dos slash resolutions slash for 2024. And um, I'm feeling so much better mentally after recording this podcast episode. See, I knew I would. Starting is always the hardest thing. If you just start, the momentum has begun and your snowball will fly. If you would like to check out any of my travel vlogs, you can find them on my YouTube channel. I will have everything linked to wherever I can have it linked. My app is the same on every one of my social platforms. It is ju.a.n.it.a. I know that's a little bit of a mouthful, but it's fun and it works on all of the platforms. My podcast is Addicted to Chaos. If you're watching the video version of this, don't forget to give this video a thumbs up. And if you want to see more, subscribe. If you're listening to this, if you could give me a good rating, that would be fantastic. I'd also love to hear from any one of you. Um, Let me know what your news resolutions are. I love interacting with anybody who would love to interact with me. I think it's so much fun. As I said, I love connecting with people and I am definitely a people person. Uh, So comment on the YouTube video, DM me on Instagram, whatever. I would love to hear from you. But anyway, that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you for being here for the restart of my podcast. Thank you so much for listening slash watching and I'll talk to you in my next episode. Bye.